Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Welcome to the after party. It's time to change. You're just getting started. You can teach an old dog new ways and not just on Saturday. Hey, this is Anna David with After Party, a podcast about addiction and recovery. Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. Um, I am recording a flurry of episodes, uh, which is which I will be releasing over the next however long. You know, every time I go, I think I've run out of alcoholics and addicts who are sober who want to come on this podcast. 64 appear in front of me, and I just take out my recorder, and we just talk and talk and talk. Anyway, uh, if you, After Party Pod is a part of After Party Magazine, which is a part of RehabReviews.com, the world's largest source for rehab reviews. They're really more write-ups than reviews, but if you're looking for treatment, this is where you go, over 4,000 reviews. If you're looking for stories, news stories and essays about addiction and recovery, go to After Party Magazine. We also have a video series that's kind of funny, called After Party Answers, where I answer questions with Danielle Stewart, who works for After Party. And uh, we do a storytelling show the third Friday of every month in Los Angeles. If you want to know about these things and more, sign up for the newsletter. Just go to afterpartynewsletter.com. You will be sent an ebook for free, a $1.99 ebook uh, about how 10 uh, alcoholics got sober, how I got sober. 10 Alcoholics Tell Their Stories. I think that's the title. I also have another podcast. It's called You've Got Issues. You can find out about that by going to issueswithanna.com. Go check it out. Now let's get into today's guest. She's hilarious. She just left my office. I have joy surging through my veins because she was so fun to talk to. Found out about her from Mary Patterson, Mary Patterson Broom, which you know uh, her byline from After Party Magazine because you are a faithful reader. She's a comedian, and uh, she does the storytelling show. Anyway, MP did a, did a show with Deborah and told me, Deborah D. Giovanni, she's Canadian. She's been awarded the Canadian Comedy Award for Best Female Con- Comic for the third time in five years, people. I don't know who those people are that won those other two times. She's been called the best comedian to see after a messy breakup. She's been named Toronto's favorite comedian. She lives in L.A. now. She's been all over. She's a favorite at the Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Did I mention she was on Last, Last Comic Standing, making it to the top eight? Well, Deborah is also an alcoholic addict. She's been off alcohol for a long time. Quit pot in January. Fresh off the pot. We talked about that. We talked about switching addictions. We talked about food addiction. We talked about it all. We talked about dreams. Yeah. We talked about so much. Here I'm going to give you Deborah D. Giovanni. 
I first started taking drugs by chewing blocks of hash. Oh my god, I think my copy has like blood stains on it from shooting up while reading it. Party animal, I hate to say that because that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was on the, as I call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. I'm very lucky because would you have wanted to have a celebrity junkie for a dad? see a movie that you know nothing about exactly yeah. so we're, so we're going you're like okay. the movie i know nothing about oh um so if you were a trailer oh. <laughs> what would be shown if it was a, if it was like a, a, a tragic comedy uh, that would be what would start very dark bleak yes <laughs> you know an empty room <laughs> so tell me no so like where are you from tell me I'm, about I'm the situation Canadian. i'm from uh-huh. toronto mm-hmm. uh, and that's you can tell i'm canadian because i say toronto i don't say toronto yes the minute you hear the two t's you know they're not canadian that's, uh, that's like i'm from the bay area when yeah. people say san fran it's uh, like oh you're not oh, from you're there so not <laughs> or frisco <laughs> oh, yeah. you're yeah. definitely oh, not from gross. there yeah yeah, yeah i'm I, today's actually candidate i heard you say word? that yeah, it's our birthday today so there you go canadians are you one of those canadians that always talks about who the famous canadians are no but i feel like like a ridiculous amount of pride when every when anyone from Canada makes yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh God, good for you. You feel like you're related to everybody because right. it's it's actually it's hard, you know? It's 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 a harder for a Canadian? It, it really is. Is it hard like, out there for a pimp and it a Canadian? Is. <laughs> but it's it's like um you know, we're a gigantic country, but we're empty. Like we're only half full, right? So right. it's just that we have a lot of, you know, mass, but there's not many of us. So breaking out on like an international scale is it's just it's everyone. If you take such pride in everybody, like Drake, I like Drake's mine. Right, 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 right. You like yeah, that's I take. He's yeah, your brother. That's right, exactly. See, okay, I have a different perspective. Okay, say for instance, there are these like addiction and recovery sort of not websites but groups. Like I know ones in Canada that have broken out in crazy ways, and I feel like that's because they get all the Canadians to kind of. You know, whereas like here, there's like 60,000 of us doing it. And so we don't have the camaraderie and the support. Well, that's it too as well. I think so because there are less of us. It's sort of like you bond quicker. Yeah. I mean, there's just less people. Yeah. It's like going to high school with only 30 people in your class rather than like, you know. 700, you know, it's just, yeah, did you, you just know each other more. Did you go to a bigger, small high school? Yeah, that's actually what happened. <laughs> you went to 30 people? Yeah, no, like our high school, gosh, I mean, I grew up in a, I grew up in a small town in, uh, not in Toronto, like uh-huh. south of Toronto, and there was, um, my whole high school was 300 people. Like, my yeah. graduating class was honestly 27 people. So, right, yeah. right. Are you, so did you start drinking and everything in high school? Oh, God, yeah. It was one of those, um, one of those towns, I mean, I think... I don't have any proof of this, but I think there's something about a small town that people drink very young. I mean, I got drunk on my 14th birthday. Like, that was... Okay, by the way, I don't yeah. think that's that young. It, not anymore. It, I, but you know, when at that time, it yeah. was young. It was, it, was, it was terrifying. But 14, you know, at the time, like, this was the 80s. Yeah. So it was, it was young, but now I know kids are, like, 11 and stuff, and that's terrifying. But it was very normal. Like, it was not, like, <gasps> the bad kids. It was, it was just sort of part of life that nothing to do has a tendency to lend to you know uh, a lot of drinking right I mean I wonder about that because Mm. I was not from a small town and there were and like we were drinking at 12 Mm. and and stuff like that um but 
but I think that it sort of is like if you're gonna drink, yeah, you kind of find it whether you're in a small town in big I think, city. I think so, you I think so too, because I mean, there were definitely people that stayed sober the entirety of high school. You yeah, know what I mean? and then and did, that's exactly it. I think so too. I think if you're gonna be one of the drinkers, you're gonna you're gonna start pretty early. Yeah. 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 So so you start drinking, and did you love it from the beginning? Yeah. You know, one of my my older sister was a partier, mm-hmm. and and she was cool. And so that was kind of just like, just, yeah, was just like, yeah, like her. You know, she was cool. And, Did you, do yeah. you only have one uh, sibling? Uh, no, I've got a bunch. I've got a twin sister. Cool. I know. And two older sisters, little brother. Big, oh my God. There's a gang of us, a troop. That's so yeah. many. I know it's a lot, Italian. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did. I did like drinking a lot. Like, but you know, like at that time, like we drank like, you know, fizzy wine and you know what I mean like it was very you know like coolers right and right that, right that. there was no so there was no booze until later until college you know what I mean yeah, yeah. even saying the word cooler makes me feel kind yeah. of sad I know, doesn't it? yeah it gives you that gag reflex yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's just so, gross. so sweet and awful I do remember going through a peach schnapps phase oh I had a huge peach schnapps phase did you ever have bellinis oh yeah that oh, was yeah. like a they huge part of my drinking. Delish. I, they were so good. I remember so getting good. such like one time like not having anything to um, mix with the peach schnapps. Yeah, but that was okay. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. And then getting heartburn like nothing I've experienced in my life. I'm uh, thinking, I'm dying. <laughs> like, you're sh- a you're drinking schnapps straight. That will get you. You, you know what's yeah. funny? That just unearthed a memory that I have not thought of in so long. Okay. When I was in college, there was the bar, you know, that everybody went yeah, to. Yeah. And I wanted to be, I was, I was, this is like, I'm so sorry for this aside. It's not that interesting. It's just that it just came to me. Okay. So you have to listen as do the <laughs> listeners. I apologize. Okay. So I wanted to get a job waitressing uh, on Martha's Vineyard where I was going for the summer, but I had no experience. So the like kind of lechy guy that ran the bar right near school, my roommate and I went to him and we said, we have no waitressing experience, but we want to get waitressing jobs. Can we work for you for one night? And, and you give us a recommendation. Oh. And he's like, okay. And so he paid us in schnapps. Okay. And I drank this, oh, like, yeah. it wasn't even peach. Oh, it was, no. it was like, things. raspberry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The peppermint and all those. Maybe it yeah. was peppermint. Yeah. Terrible. So, Terrible. okay, so, anyway, drinking, drinking, yeah. drinking. You go to college. Yeah. yeah. And, and then and, what happened? Um, and that was, it was, um, we just, it was just, I remember, like, I remember at the time, too, my boyfriend, my high school boyfriend, my nickname was Tank, because mm. I could drink so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just... I could really drink. I could mm-hmm. put it away. Um, so that didn't, it's, I don't think it, it got worse in college. I think it just, like, I think, I, I mean, we drank a lot in high school. And so I don't think it increased the amount we drank. I just think it's like, you know, the casual. It just became yeah. much more, we didn't have to sneak. You know, yeah. there was no hiding the drinking. Then it yeah. just became, you know, and then it was sort of like, you know, going out to drink and rather than like you know drinking in someone's basement so right. that was because you know the drinking age in canada is 19 right mm-hmm. so by the time we're in college we're all legal to drink yeah yeah so that that makes a big difference right like that's yeah or does it i, I don't, don't maybe know not. i don't yeah. know I, you're like yeah. making all these excuses i'm kidding no, you're, you're like <laughs> small town young drinking age <laughs> I'm a victim of my circumstances. Exactly. None of this is my fault. Yeah. None of this is. My I don't fault. know. I mean, no. I had a really good fake ID. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you never have one of those? Oh, God, yeah. 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 I was about seventeen, I think. I got did you get ID. your sisters, or yeah. did you have a fake yeah, ID? Yeah. Okay. Um, my older sister, who we look quite, we look quite similar looking, mm-hmm. so that was 
easy. Although, you know, again, there was, you just went to a liquor store out of town and there was no problem. Because you know, this is, the boys may not know this, sorry boys, but girls at age 14, you can look 18 with no problem at all, you know? See? So, well, okay, that's yeah. where the 19 thing yes. helps yes. because now, it was not easy for me. You can't off at 15. No. You just can't. No. But 19 you can do. So we would just go like And they wouldn't charge you? But these were like little tiny mom and pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just so went sure. in, got with some lipstick on and just confidently bought a bottle of whatever and nothing. No one ever, no one ever questioned it, so... See, we would have to resort to shoulder tapping. Is, oh. is that something that we did? Did other people call it that? Shoulder tapping. You would go up to an adult. Can you yeah. imagine being yeah. that adult? That's that. like buying 13 year olds. Never, never happened to me. To me. To never. Me. Never. Yeah. But you used to just hang out in a, in a parking lot. Somewhere. And and people would always yeah. say yes. Mm-hmm. Never, because we would just tip them, right? I don't have, even think we did. Yeah, I just no. think they were like happy to contribute yeah. to the delinquent Isn't of minors. I know. I know. I, would be, I wouldn't even know what to. I would say. No, but I, I would be, say no, but I, I would feel uncool. Yeah, I would apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's weird. I know. That's um, funny. So okay, and so then you graduated from college. Yeah, and um, and then what happened? It was just really um, for me. Quitting drinking was. It wasn't even that like um, my life was becoming unmanageable. It was honestly like I think my body saved me, and I well. I started to get really sick whenever mm-hmm. I would drink. And that never happened to me before. I had, mm-hmm. you know, I had 10, 12 years of drinking and it never, you know, I well, I have a hangover, you know, maybe sometimes you throw up, but ne- this, it turned on me. Mm-hmm. It really did. Probably mm-hmm. about the time I was about 27. Mm-hmm. It just, like, I couldn't have a sip without getting a blinding headache mm-hmm. and then and then and then being like okay I have to I have to go lie down in a dark room and and I would get so violently ill that I just I mean, don't get me wrong it didn't it took me a while to clue in and say enough is enough right but, but yeah I really it was it was honestly and I think that's fortunately for me that's what saved me you know mm-hmm. that I really I had to. I was just, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of those, and I know that people fight through it. I mean, God, I had a boyfriend who was sick every time he drank and it didn't, never bothered him. He just kept going. Yeah. But for me, that was just like, no, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I physically couldn't do it anymore. So by the time I was th- about 30, I was completely sober. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So about, by about 27, and you know, I even like, I even went to my family doctor and was like, what's going on? And he said, look at, you can, anyone can become allergic to anything at any time in their life. Like, don't yeah. kid yourself like that. Yeah. And he, he's like, I think you might have developed an allergy to alcohol. And I was like, okay. And, you know, then I did all the trying. I'll try wine and then I'll try, you know, I'll just drink champagne or I'll just do, you know, I tried everything. Beer, beer will be fine. And mm-hmm. every single alcohol just made me wretchedly ill. So so you think it literally is an allergy that you I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. Like, I don't... Um, in the last like fifteen years, I've probably had maybe four glasses of wine, mm-hmm. and each time, like it's just been—I haven't been ill, but just there's something in me now that just goes nope. Like I so I'm so confident that I will, honestly, like I know that this is—I don't mean to you know push it, but it's just really like I just know I'm never gonna drink again. Like it, everything in my body just says nope, no, right, right. and I just. I just, I can't, I can't. Did you, um, so, but it's, it's alcoholism, yeah. you think? Yeah, I think it's, I don't, 
I would say, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I would say that I had a more problem with drugs than mm-hmm. I did with alcohol. Me too. Um, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, it was just, I mean, this is, this is new as well for me because this was the thing. So alcohol started to, to disagree with me early 20s. And no, mid twenties. But by that time, I started smoking pot, mm-hmm. and I had a boyfriend that was a big pothead, and so that was fine. And then when alcohol started to go, oh, not so great. I really picked up on the drugs, mm-hmm. and then it became, you know, um, oh God. At that time, kids, uh, we did acid mm-hmm. and we did mushrooms, mm-hmm. and but that was like I was doing acid, like acid. How bad? Look, even the name of it. I mean, it's just how bad it is for your brain and your body. And we were doing it every week. Like it was just every How many week. times do you think you've done it? Oh god. Like 60? Yeah, I 100 probably. Oh, maybe 120. I know. I've never done it. I have no oh. interest. And you know, it's one of those ones I couldn't do a chemical again. Like it's again, it's like it, it gags me. Mm-hmm. Like now it's just like ugh, like it's just like okay, honestly, like the smell of cocaine, I'll be ill. I'll be ill. Have you ever heard that yeah. joke? I, I hated cocaine. I just liked the way it smelled. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny. Not me. Like, Do you now ever have like that really thing Ill. where things smell like cocaine? Oh yeah. And what are those it's, things? It's like it's like you know it's making me almost gag a little bit. It's I got know. it's got a metallic a metallic yeah, smell that it's like I don't know if it's lead or, or something, but there's a metallic yes smell, and you can you know when you smell something, you can instantly taste it. Yes, yes, that's yes. That's what coke is. That's what that's. I the, yeah. remember when I first yeah. started doing coke that my yeah. laundry room in oh, my apartment building yeah, it smelled would, like it, trigger you, and it would oh, set off yeah, this like absolutely. phenomenon of craving. So so you were kind of equal opportunity. You were like cocaine, told, yeah, acid, absolutely. whatever, pot. But then it really became pot. Then in my thirties, because by the time I quit drinking, I'd stopped. The chemicals had kind of well, like worn off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I eased up that because I had a, a my last relationship, my last serious relationship. He was a mess, mm-hmm. and um, I think that sort of um, it grossed me out a bit. Like mm-hmm. it, just him, mm-hmm. like and how, like you know, you've had one of those moments where you wake up and you go, oh my god, like you have that mm-hmm. moment of like looking down at yourself and going, oh oh my god, what have we what have we done here? Yes. we were just two addicts that were just feeding each other. Yeah. Like it was Oh God, never, never should have been together. But then we right. stayed together, you know, for five years. Right, And right. by the time I was 31, it was done. And we just, by, by that time, we were just shells of who we were. And so by about, yeah, by about 30, I had stopped drinking. And then that sort of was going to be the demise of our relationship because he was a very heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but by that time, I mean, I was, yeah, by the time I was 30, I was a chronic pot smoker. Mm-hmm. Like it just, like the cocktail going on in my body mm-hmm. of the stuff that I put in it was, I don't know how I'm alive, you mm-hmm. know, just, just the, like, I don't think I was ever the kind of, um, okay, like, when I quit smoking pot, uh, I had a friend ask me, and she was just like, you know, like, you what, like, how often were you high? And she was like, we would go for brunch, I'd be like, yeah, then. Mm-hmm. So then we, yeah, then, yeah, and also then, then, she's like, really, it was like, all the time. I didn't, I functioned high, like, that was just it, like, I would get up in the morning, I would smoke a joint, like, that's just... There was there were more there were less hours in my day sober than there were high ever ever ever. And you did it by yourself. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was that was like honestly by the time so thirty one single, and by this time I was um, well into comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I started I started comedy when I was twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So by this time and especially around thirty two. <clears throat> excuse me, I was uh, successful enough in comedy that I didn't have to have a day job, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, so I didn't have to go to an office or anything. <gasps> Woo. And then that was just left to your own devices. Yeah. And like just, you know, doing enough to get by mm-hmm. and, you know, really only working for like two hours a day. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and so you would get yeah. high, and like, what would you do? You know, like, God, like watch cartoons. Was, yes, it would. Like, it changed over the years. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it was much more social. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would still get up and smoke mm-hmm. in the morning and start my day high. But that would be more like you know, we would go to movies, we would go to concerts, we'd you know, we'd go to the park, we'd hang out, mm-hmm. and then by the time like late thirties, then I started realizing that I don't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I just it. I became reclusive mm-hmm. and it just became um, just me mm-hmm. and, you know, saying no to things because I want to stay home and get high mm-hmm. and or going home after things because I want to go home and get high. And yeah, so it really changed from that, like social, like going out with people and getting high and laughing and having fun and what. Yeah, it, that re- really turned. And that was when I was just like, oh, OK, yeah, we need to. This is I need to start. And then moving here, I got to tell you, this is the real I'm very thankful for it because it was just, I mean, in Canada, pot is, um, it's still illegal, mm-hmm. but it's barely illegal. Do you I know feel like I mean? it's like that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here, that, that's, that's the thing. And it might change yeah. um, and become legal soon. Yeah, really? Yeah. Completely. Yeah. To vote in November, oh, I think. God, yeah. yeah. So that was, that's the thing. So in Canada, it's always been very lax. Like mm-hmm. it was, like I, I remember, you know, being like out with friends, um, actually, you know, it's Pride in Toronto this weekend. And I remember being at Pride parades and like, you know, smoking joints and cops would walk by and you'd put the joint down and they'd go, uh, hi everybody, we smell pot. Do you smell pot? And we'd be mm-hmm. like, no officer. They'd be like, okay, have a good day. Right. And they would just, and that was it. And yeah. that was as scary as it got, you know? So it was very easy, but then moving here, it was just the, the getting the medical marijuana card and then being able to go. I mean, because this is how it always was for me. was just like, oh, here's your marijuana. Mm-hmm. They'd show up and go, here you go, and they'd hand you a bag. But then going to the dispensaries and being like choosing and smelling, I mean, it was it was... So it was just it was it was a playground. It was just yeah was, yeah. So. so you just got your medical marijuana card mm-hmm. and went, went right crazy on. immediately. Immediately. And um, okay. And so when did you stop? I I only quit smoking pot this January. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm just fresh. Like I'm only like yeah five months like. And do you days. count count? Yeah. Oh, so you count days. Oh, yeah. So yeah. did you count days off of alcohol and alcohol, then? I, I, did but then I kind of stopped after years right mm-hmm. like after I think I probably got to about two years mm-hmm. and then um it really became and this is I don't mean to I don't mean to sound like um I don't want to offend anyone or trigger anyone but it became very easy after yeah two years yeah for me. it was just like that's okay it, booze just stopped yeah I, I just and like I said before like I just know that I'm never gonna drink again but but pot is, I will tell you this, I find pot more difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, because it was so, so much easier to hide. Mm-hmm. But I thought, like, I just, I felt like, you know, you couldn't drink all day and not have anyone notice. Like, right. I, I, but pot, yeah. You know, I lived my whole life. And, you know, most people, I mean, you know, my closest friends knew that that's how I functioned, but not everybody else didn't. Yeah. Nobody else didn't. You know, you spray your hair, you put eye drops in, and you go on. Yeah. You know, and so that, that to me is, um, it's, it's, it's really hard. Like, I'm, st- I'm still in it. You know, I'm still really, I struggle and I'm weird and. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, and, and what about other drugs? The, oh, no, nothing. It's been only pot for probably a solid dozen years. Do you, yeah. do you crave pot? Yeah. Oh, How often? Yeah. Like, um, 
now it's 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 getting a little better now. Like mm-hmm. it's going in shifts. Like at the beginning, like it'd be a punch in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Like especially, I'm telling you, the week that I quit, I swear to you, the week that I quit pot, it was like everyone in the world, like came out smoking like it was just like it i mean i was walking down the street and like literally a kid on a skateboard skated by me smoking right right (gasps) i mean i went you know i went to a couple meetings and it's like it was beside a dispensary and you're like are you kidding me right it's just that's the it's in the air i get into an uber it smells like pot always i mean it's It's just just like like la though it is it's it's sort of one of the smells of la it It really really is is. it's bizarre i I know yeah so that was really at the beginning was really hard and there was a lot of times where I'd have to leave places mm-hmm. um, and you know just because the smell like it was very much like that just like uh, mm-hmm. you know that like desperate like it a physical a physical desire for mm-hmm. it like really really and you know everyone because I know you've heard this everyone a lot of people say it's think, not addictive yeah. I know what do you they think of that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about they right. don't know what they're talking about right yeah if you if you don't think it's it's just, yeah, I'm sorry you're just so wrong. Um, I think I think if you do anything to any extent, it's can become addictive and it's right. hard to stop. Right. But I mean, if you if you smoke a couple joints a week with, with you know with your friends, fine, you're not addicted to it. But I mean, I smoked in a you know not like chain smoking type right. of way. You know, um, so it's addictive. Like I mean, it's maybe it's not as physically addictive as everything else. Like you don't get sick when you get off a pot. But it's the mental. Oh God, but you feel it. You feel it coming out of your body. Yeah. Like I, at the beginning, um, the first couple of weeks, I couldn't sleep enough. Yeah. I just Uh, could not sleep enough. Like it was, I was sleeping 14 hours a day. Yeah. And then I shifted into terrible dreams. I had terror dreams. Because you know, when you smoke that much, you don't dream. There's no dreaming. I didn't know that. at all. Anybody, anybody that you, if you go off a pot for a couple of days, you dream like crazy. And it was terror dreams. Like waking up in the middle of the night, like, like really scary. Like of people chasing oh you, murderers, God, monsters. About just like, just evil, like just bad things happening, mm. death and just, and like just spooky, scary images that, you know, from whatever the depths of your soul that you avoid. Right. Yeah. Awful. Like really nightmares, nightmares, nightmares. And then using dreams, of course, yep. you know, and waking up and hoping that it's not true and then it's not true and going, okay, good. Um, the dreams have, have lessened now mm-hmm. though. I still dream a lot, but mm-hmm. it's, they're not, they're not terrifying. Yeah. Okay. But once you got through the horror dreams, yeah. what, isn't it kind of nice to dream again? No, it sort of is. Yeah. And like to remember them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, look at this. I, I, this is crazy to me. I, um, Honestly, last week, I had dreams last week that they were continuation dreams from dreams that I had six months ago. Mm-hmm. So after I quit pot, isn't it? Okay, seriously? Okay. In one day, in one night, I had a dream that it was a scary dream that I had had mm-hmm. um, at the beginning. And it was, uh, my best friend was in it. And she had posed a, um, like a riddle to me mm-hmm. that was, you know, life or death situation. You know, this is it. If you can't answer this, you know, we're all going to die. And in the dream, I couldn't answer it. This dream even in the dream, I had a moment where I was like, I, this is the dream. I, it's the same dream. It's a continue, is it? Are we go? And then she posed, the, and I got it immediately. Wow. And I answered it immediately. And in my dream, my best friend was like, do you see how much you've grown? And that was, I, and I woke up and was like, what the hell? And then the same thing. And then the next day, I had another dream uh-huh. where I knew it was the same dream being chased. And I was with a bunch of people. We were being chased by killers. And in the dream, I was like, look, it, I've been here before. I know how to get us out. And I got us all out. I mean, it was, wow. I woke up and was like, okay, that's. So you think it's your subconscious being like, this is why it's so good that you're sober. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it's like, 
maybe, maybe it's leading me to saying, you know, you're making the right decisions. Right. You know, I don't Her know. Her subconsciouses are so Weird, smart. They're <laughs> so way smarter than us. Smart. Way smarter than I us. know. Yeah. And you know, it's it's um right now, like I, I keep having moments where, you know, I say to my therapist, I don't think I don't know if quitting marijuana is making my life better or worse. But I know honestly Tell me there, more there about are that. moments where I'm just like, it feels worse because I also have a problem with food. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, listeners, but I do. I'm just, I am just an addict at heart. But I doesn't just... not smoking make you, didn't smoking pot make you eat more? Yes, but now. I you don't like have another don't have numbing else. for your and feelings. And I need it. And that's where I'm going through um, that, like, I'm glad you said that because no one has ever been able to answer that immediately. What? Because that's, you understand. Like that, that, <gasps> so the, sorry. That that was, I think that was I was, so, I was <laughs> so excited that you said I was like saying something smart <laughs> that I had to knock everything over. But that's that's what it is it's like there are moments where it's just like I need it I need something something and I don't and I just I still don't know what it is yeah everything bores me yeah nothing satisfies me yeah and it's just like and you can't it's a scratch you cannot reach and it's just and, and so now right now I'm really struggling with food yeah and of course food is really hard one because we still have it's to eat constantly um, available oh and you God. need it you have to eat it you, you have, have to, to eat, eat it like, thank god booze i just leave and never drink again but now it's like so now that's another one to to, to overcome i know, know. so yeah. tell me about this so so if you're saying like i constantly feel bored yeah and so it's sort of like a f- putting something in us that's yeah. going to change us is yes. going to take a- alleviate that boredom yeah. for yeah. a second yes and then it brings on despair. Yes, absolutely. And that was the thing too, like right before, because I've been trying to quit marijuana for about, I'd say about four years. Mm-hmm. And I would go to say to my best friend, oh, this is it, I'm done. And she'd be like, yep, okay, I got it. I'm with you, Deborah." And then it would fizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, like this, because I quit on January 4th mm-hmm. this year, and over the Christmas holidays, I had overwhelming feelings of boredom. Like where I would literally be smoky and just look, stop yeah. and go, what am I doing? Right. What am I doing? Like, it wasn't giving it to me. Like, it wasn't. Right. Which I think is the thing. It's like the part when you quit is when you're like, wait, this doesn't work. It's it's turned on me. It's turned. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, you just, you know, have to smoke so much. Mm -hmm. And And it still doesn't work. And it still doesn't work. And it wasn't getting there. Yeah. And I know it sounds weird, but it's just, you understand. You know what I mean? It's just. I do. But I also understand this board thing. Yeah. It's kind of a new thing I'm yeah. going through, which is weird and yeah. interesting because I'm sober a long time and I'm bored all the time. I was sharing about it in a meeting this morning. Yeah. Bored all the time, even when I'm entertained. Oh, God, I know. And I'm just kind of like, oh. everything I'm doing, I'm just kind of like, eh, I know. when I know. will this, oh, like, oh. God, and then I, I beat myself up because I'm like, you're not enjoying the moment. Your yeah, life is yeah, passing yeah, in front of you. Do yeah. you have that? Oh, my God. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, then you start thinking, like, am I crazy? What's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. Like, I can't, um, you know, we'd say, what would you do when I would get high? Like, I can't watch television right now. Like, okay. Can't. TV doesn't interest me. Yeah. I can't do it because that's what it was. I would smoke and just power watch TV and go yeah. through Netflix. and just So it's a trigger to do it? it, it, it it's not even just a trigger. Like, it just doesn't you don't want do to it do it. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can watch maximum an hour of television. Yeah, but that's then, good. Which is bad good. for us know, to exactly. watch more. So I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah. But then like at the beginning I would I, I read. Yeah. So I would I would read I think I read like in like the first two months I read like twelve books. Mm-hmm. And now that's not doing is, it for you either. Is slipping from me now. Yeah, now it's yeah, kind yeah. of a little like Okay, I can't find anything I want to read. So that's yeah. kind of moving. Got, then I got adult you know, I got coloring books. Oh, that's like a new thing, huh? And I was just like, okay, I'll go. No, okay, no. It's just, 
it's hard. Yeah, you know, I, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna hang stuff in my apartment. Yeah, I'm gonna jazz my apartment. Did that, and it was, now I'm just like, okay, you need a new project. I, you know what I mean? So I do. Uh, I really do. So what? So you just kind of seeking different yeah, things. Yes. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, and that's why it's like food. I mean, food's always been a problem, but yeah. food is, it's really ramped up now, and I have to, I have to pull it back on that. And I have to, have to find something else. I can't let food. You know, I've got to. Do, do you go? Control. Do you go to a program, or do you want I, to? I, I would like think... to actually be, to be honest. Yeah. Because, um, God, a beautiful quote. Where did I hear it? I wish I could tell you who said it, but um, uh, a beautiful quote that um, sobriety, no, um, addiction isn't about, the success of addiction isn't about sobriety, it's about community. Like, I'm oh, totally no, messing that, that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, Maybe I do know it. Yeah, You've I mean, just maligned just it so totally much. Totally <laughs> it up. But um, I feel that, though. It's like yeah. just being, like right now being sober is great, but yeah. it's, it's, I need more than that, I think. Yeah. So I do think I need to be with like-minded people. But you haven't done um, it at all? I've done a little. Uh-huh. I did, at the very beginning mm-hmm. of uh, Quitting Pot, I did uh, MA. Yeah. Which, there's not a ton of meetings Mm-mm. of Marijuana's Anonymous, so I, I did do that for a bit. At the beginning, I did go to AA in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, but that was a couple years again, and like, again, I mean... I feel guilty for saying that, but it's just, I don't anymore because I haven't needed to. Yeah. And that's whatever. But what about I, what you just said about community? Well, this, is, this is the thing. And that's where I'm realizing you don't need it ever. I know. Sure? So you like, sure? like, yeah. I mean, cause that's the thing is people say like, oh, I don't need to go to those meetings. It's yeah. like, that's almost when you should go. Well, when yeah, you think I mean, you don't it's need like, to. you don't need to, but yeah. maybe you'll feel better. Yeah. 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 I think so. And I think just because it's right now, it's like, I, I'm stripping away everything. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's kind of like there's a little part of my brain that kind of goes, watch what, watch what you're doing here. You yeah. Know what I mean? Cause yeah. Like, I'm just taking away everything. Yeah. And, and, and who do I think I am that it's going to be, you know, once you start getting cocky, yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, that's a dangerous time. I did another one that I had tried to, um, and this is, you know, with, with full respect, uh, the Overeaters Anonymous. Yeah. I tried to go into that, but. Wow, um, I wanted that too. I wanted that so bad. I was just like, "This is, I'm. This is gonna go. I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna work this out. It's gonna be the same thing. Everyone's gonna be on the same page." And I went in, and it was nobody like me. Nobody. Interesting. It's, it's, you know, Overeaters Anonymous, and it's and it's and God bless because it's this. It's the same thing. Addiction is addiction is addiction, but it's anorexics. Yeah. And you know, um, and oddly enough, one my eldest sister's anorexic. So, and I will tell the, the people listening, I am the opposite of anorexic. Um, she is as thin as I am big. And it's just... Um, Different. So it's, it's like it's, inverse. It's, yes. And I got to tell you, we don't communicate with each other at all. About at, that or in all, general? In general. This is the older sister that got yeah. you drinking because she was so cool. Yep. And it is, um, I think it's, I think it's a fear yeah. Um, like I really do. Like I think her, you know, struggling with anorexia. I think that in her mind, if she stops, you know, her what she does, she'll turn into me. Right. And I th- and I see. I see. I get it. I understand it yeah. too. Yeah. But so that's weird. So that's why I find like going into these, and you know, maybe I need to try different locations for this meeting. Right. You know, because um, not having anyone that looked like me or was in the same boat. I mean, and not even like, and not even people that were in recovery that have, you know, become healthy and slim. Yeah. No, it was all, it was, you know, people yeah. saying their biggest, you know, they lost 20 pounds and it was kind of like, you know, I need, I need like, you know, hundred pounds kind of thing. So that, and I have to tell you, it didn't make me feel welcome. 
Yeah. I felt I felt like no one wanted to talk to me. No one would sit beside me. It felt very. It just I felt alienated. Alienated. And well, lonely. okay. Here's and, the. And okay. Maybe that's me. Maybe I have to fight well, through it. Well, okay. I have some thoughts that I'll share. Yeah. Like once we stop recording, because I know a little mm-hmm. bit about this, but not not like my mom was. In, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah. when I went to, originally to program, I was like, nobody's talking to me. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, All yeah. you hear about is helping the newcomer. No yeah. one's helping me. And looking back, I was the one with her arms folded, you know, kind of like, why isn't anyone coming to me? Like, I was so, you know, so I, and, and, and it, now wall. that I'm sober a long time, I see yeah. my perspective is yes. so off. And I'm I constantly making up stories about people not liking me when, like, they're not thinking about me at all or they do like me you know so i do get it but the brain the The brain is tricky the brain is really tricky you know it just makes up stuff you know we got a left brain that's just going and going and going and making up stories you know no can i ask you this yeah do you think any meeting do you think it matters like like because i often you know i say to my therapist right now like can i go back to aa even though i really want to i'm working on food right now I mean, I think that, and I am no expert, you know, um, I think that like a meeting is a meeting and it'll help, but if you want help with a specific thing, you know, go there. Because it's it is, here, it's available and here. there's a yeah. lot of there's meetings, lot. you know. And I know California is the place to be. I'm sorry. I mean, for recovery, it's yeah. a great place, yeah. Yeah. you True. know. But but you know, I think that it's there's all sorts. So you just try different ones. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, I don't feel like going to meetings a lot, and I go anyway. Mm. Because that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah, because it's like, like it, I don't that's feel like it. And yeah. then like, I, you know, it's, I kind of try to go if I feel like it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of weird to, yeah. but I guess there's all sorts of stuff in life we don't want to do that we do. Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. But I did want to get into comedy because you're wildly successful <laughs> and everybody should it's know. <laughs> and we, but, but clearly you became wildly successful while still smoking yeah, pot. Absolutely. And how is that different now? Oh, I was so scared. You know, it was so scared. You know, like you have that moment of like, is this my secret? Like, if I'm sober, will I not be funny anymore? Yeah. Well, I can gladly tell you everyone's not changed the thing. Good, the only so thing, no, it's I'm still hysterical. But the one thing that is much nicer is that I I don't cancel as much as I used to. Ah, uh, yeah. Before it would be like, oh, don't feel like going, and would just blow it off, or yeah. you know, or or leave immediately after. And now. Right. I'm much more apt to hang out, and even though know, people are drinking after. Yeah, yeah. That you know what? It's that. That's only because it's been so long. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. The booze. That's the only reason. If this was like, you know, honestly, like if this, and you know what? Is it weird that I? There's, I think there's something about you know wanting to go home and smoke marijuana would almost save me from being, you know, oh, hanging yeah, yeah, in yeah. bars. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that was sort of taken away from me because I was such a it, that's a ridiculous thing to say, but it's you know, not, it's, it, but well, it really did save me from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort I remember of my like, mother saying that, like, how are you going to do this? Like, oh, so you your gonna, mom knows the whole deal. Uh, oh, they know. They don't. You know, they never knew about the drugs. To be honest, she didn't. She knows no, about the pot. But they knew about the booze, but not about drugs. Okay, yeah. yeah because that was like, it's just that one was a little too. I don't know. Parents I'll, are. I will tell them. You yeah. Know, when I have enough sobriety under my belt with with. You pot. can play this for them. But, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but the the booze was the thing, and that's what you know. It's just like, are you gonna? Because my mother's father was an alcoholic mm-hmm. as well, and he only he only uh, found sobriety in like the last ten years of his life. And so she, you know, are you gonna? How are you gonna do this? You work at bars, mm-hmm. and so that was a a big thing. But 
Well, but, yeah. you know, I've had more comedians on this yeah, podcast than bet, any other because there are so many sober oh, ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you I know. know. Is, are there really? Yes. That's good to hear. Oh, yeah. yeah. I kind of, you know, I find it's like, it's weird because I find out about it at shows. Right. And at, you know, at, on Twitter. Yeah, I yeah. swear to God. like They'll be like, comics, 10 years? Yes, comics will come out and they'll celebrate a milestone. And it's yeah. Like, oh, you know what I mean? And then it's, you kind of have that instant like, oh, there's another one. There's yeah. There's another one that I can, you know, yeah. yeah, that's huge. Well, so, and um, and so comedy-wise, what are you what are you doing? You you did last, last ki- oh my God, last yeah, yeah. comic standing <laughs> is how they pronounce it. Um, and you tour all over. Yeah, what I else do. are you doing? I am... Um, I got, you know, just, I've only been in Los Angeles for three years now. Mm-hmm. So that has been, it's really um, the move, because I've been doing comedy 16 years. Mm-hmm. And so the move from Canada to Los Angeles, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Starting over is going to be great. Mm. Wow. Starting mm-hmm. over is super hard. It's super hard. So it really is. So I'm honestly, I'm still just trying to find footing in the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky because I'm being, I, I feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's. I'm so pleased with that. Mm -hmm. So really it's kind of like, it's just more of that, like going out every night and going to shows and, you know, being a part of the community. I'd love to get a a gig of some sort. I Mm -hmm. might try. I've never had a writing gig Mm -hmm. and I would love to try my hand at that. Mm -hmm. Um, In Canada, I was very fortunate that what most of the work that I did was just like, you know, Deborah being Deborah Mm -hmm. on shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, that's what every comic wants. Mm -hmm. We really just want to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going for. Um, but here I realized that it's, you know, it's not, stand-up is not enough. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I'm going to, I really think I'm going to look into other, you know, opportunities that I, I didn't think about in Canada. Not that this is not saying they're going to happen, but I can, I can still kind of, you know, learn and, and go for it. Like, I think really now it's like, I'm especially sober. I need more. I need more to do. You know what I mean? I need to fill my time more. Mm-hmm. Um, so before, I don't think I ever wanted sort mm-hmm. of a day gig, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. writing for something. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to do that but now I do so, so like yeah. staff writing for a TV show oh God, kind of I a would, thing yeah, anything like that yeah yeah so um I'm gonna I'm just yeah I'm gonna I'm start gonna pursuing expand my horizons a little bit um well good yeah. I feel like that's a good note to end on I think is, so too is yeah. there anything expand else horizons. expand horizons and sobriety <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to impart to listeners or tell people where they can find you or oh, say yeah. something super wise? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, at my full name. It's Deborah DiGiovanni. I don't know why I did my full name. It's huge. Uh, so but Deborah, I know. But Deborah DG, you can also find me on okay. Instagram and my website. But really, uh, if one thing that we just kind of touched on at the end there, um, the fear of losing who you are mm-hmm, sober mm-hmm. is such bullshit. It just reveals who you are way more, way more. Hey, guess what, guys? If you're a good singer when you're drunk, you're going to be a better singer sober. Uh, it just, no. it just is. I remember yeah. sitting in rehab and being so scared to to write. Oh, God, to, yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be just really triggering because yeah. I used to do coke while I wrote. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, you know, musicians yeah. who hear oh, no. people say this there. all the time. It is there. If and you've got it, you've got it. Yeah. That's it. And, and yeah. really it was just tampering. The, like whatever lie you're telling yourself about how it's making you so much That's better exactly and you can access it. your creativity. I it's know. A it's a your, lie. Your creativity is there. It's not waiting to be unlocked by any chemical at all. It's just, it's there. It's not, it's not going to go away guys. It's really, really not. So, so go write an opera. Yeah. yeah. And then sing it. <laughs> all right. So that was Deborah D. Giovanni on After Party Pod. If you like this podcast, please go subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Tell all your friends. If you want to email me, Anna at the After Party Group. I'll talk to you next time.